Hi, welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Lena Hobson. I'm here with Carolyn and Stacey Thomas. How are you going, girls? I'm good, thank well, you. Thank you. Excellent. So we are continuing on with our series on Proverbs and looking at the wise person and the foolish person. So the last podcast we looked at um, how a, a wise man's relationship with, with friends and neighbours plays out in real life. And we're going to be moving on from that and start talking about the power and limitations of our words. So we're going to look at the power of words and how a wise person speaks. All right, so first up, the wise person, the, the, the words, they have the power of life and death. Yeah. So it says um, in Proverbs 18.21, which is my favorite verse of some of these options, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Mm. So Such a good scripture. Yeah. I love it. I was just thinking you could actually just... To, to discuss the point, you could just read all those Proverbs. Hey, they're just so clear and, we're and so rich. <laughs> so we're going to start with Proverbs um, <laughs> number. Um, you look at the power that words have. Words can impart life or death. I mean, God created the world with, you know, it says, and God spoke and this happened. And God mm. spoke yeah. and this happened. That is the power of, um, you know, God said, and the world came into being. His words have that creative power. And that um, gives us an understanding of the tongue is a really powerful tool. It can impart life or death. You know, we can bless or we can curse. So we can sustain, we can build people up, we can encourage them, or we can tear them down and destroy them with our words. And our, our tongue, our words actually will determine our destiny, life or death. Yeah, and, and I like that, and that's what that, um, in James 3, it talks all about mm. that, and just, as you say, it determines your destiny, and um, just what you girls were saying about the power of life and death, that scripture, that Proverbs eighteen twenty one, those who love it will eat its fruit, and so, you know, what that's talking about there, is, as well as like, yes, your words are powerful, it's going to bring life or death, but you are going to actually bear the consequences as well, yeah. Yeah. of life or death, for what's coming out, and as Lena said, our words have got power. They can crush and destroy or encourage and lift up. And I was just thinking about that. You know, we can destroy and crush with our words and we can encourage. But there's also sometimes as well where um, you can have damage done where words that should have been spoken haven't been spoken. Yeah. You think of, you know, um, a child being raised with no affirmation, mm. no words of encouragement. That in itself as well does damage. Yeah. And then... Um, a, a scripture that I like as well is Proverbs 14, verse 1. The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish woman, woman tears her down. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm sure that that's talking about all, all sorts of aspects of managing your home and family. But I think as well, it's also involves speaking. Yeah. So a wise person is going to be building, um, encouraging, exhorting, whereas a foolish woman tears hers down. And I just think of criticism, constant nagging. You know, just years and years of that can really crush a child's spirit mm. if you're just saying, you know, this isn't how you do it, you do it like that. So I think it's just so important that we really think about what we're saying yeah. and how we're saying it. Mm. Yeah. I was telling these guys the other day that when Charlie was writing on um, Ben, my husband's birthday card, and Charlie, what do you want to write? And he said, well, Daddy, I really appreciate you and I really love you. And I just thought that, I mean, I thought that was super cute, but... 
was like, well, there we go. We've taught our son how to be encouraging and how, because he would, he's four. How would he know that word unless we are speaking encouragement to him and around him? So I just, that was just like such a heartwarming moment for me. Mm-hmm. Daddy, I really appreciate you. That's lovely. <laughs> Now you just got to teach him to spell. <laughs> <laughs> um, another scripture as well, Proverbs fifteen four: the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Um, and you know, there's there's a lot of scriptures that talk about your spirit being crushed, mm. and just how damaging that is. And, and you know, for a person can have from those words growing up or wherever, it just can crush that spirit, and then later they're going to have to deal with that and, and yeah. work through all of that. Yeah, I guess you. You have to decide what kind of person you want to be. What is it that you want coming out of your mouth? Yep. Life or death? And I, and I think particularly maybe if you've grown up, um, you know, I think with I've grown up with a lot of negativity being spoken mm. over and, you know, criticism. And if you have that, you have to, like you say, decide, are you going to just follow that pattern? Because it actually becomes a habit for you often without even realising because it's just years and years and years of, you know, and you sort of model what, is done to you and you have to reach that point where you decide hang on yeah. am I going to break this habit and 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 be the opposite yeah well I have to say for me that the habit of criticism that's that's familiar that's easy that's a habit whereas mm-hmm. encouragement is something new that I've had to learn yeah what were you going to say Steph? um so a wise person they know how to use their words effectively mm-hmm. so they know the power that they hold and they have the ability to control their tongue and this you can see this in um, proverbs 12:6 where it says the words of the wicked lie in wait for blood but the speech of the upright rescues them Ooh. so yeah a wise person like really can you know, they know how to, to bring people kind of out of the hole, don't they? Mm. And with their words, not... Yeah. And I like what you're saying there as well, That um, and it makes me think that you can't take words back once they're spoken. Oh, yeah, that's and, the and, power. Hey? And how often can you be critical and then if someone calls you on it, say, oh, I didn't mean that, or I was just joking... It doesn't matter. The damage is already done because you can't take those words back. I can remember years and years ago, a woman was telling me, giving me an illustration, which I've since read. So she, you know, she probably read it somewhere just about how she was talking specifically about gossip. It's like taking a handful of feathers in a gale and, you know, just blowing it and then Mm. trying to go and collect them up again. You can't. And I guess it's the same with any, you know, any critical words or if we're just in a bad habit, we might be quick to say something and then often we're like, oh, no, I didn't mean that or, you know, that's not what I was trying to, and, and or I'm just joking. And so we try and lighten it um, and get ourselves off the hook. But, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And, like, you could have a whole day and you have so much praise and encouragement, but someone says one bad thing to you and that's what you hold on yeah, to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it sticks with you and it strikes deep and that's kind of... And I think that really does show, hey, the power of those words, because as you say, you can have all this positive stuff, but that one negative, it does go right in. And, and you know, we saw that crushes the spirit. So it actually just goes deep, doesn't it, and really wounds. I always find as well that it's, so yes, it's the words we say, um, but it's also how it's being said. Mm. So you could say something like, say one thing in a really positive manner and say the same thing in you know in anger mm. 
and you know it's going to be taken differently isn't it Mm. and so is it's just choosing as well when to speak and when to keep quiet and it might not be the time to say it as you say because it could be the same thing but just under different circumstances and also the person receiving it yeah, I mean, you might genuinely be saying something that isn't actually that bad, but if they've grown up under years and years of criticism, they would probably be very defensive and their perception may be a bit skewed as well. And so when they're receiving something from someone that is not maybe that bad because they have all of that that they've grown up with, yeah. they do take it on. Is yeah, that just giving them someone yeah. a gentle correction yeah. to them, it really blows yeah. out because they've already got that defensiveness. Yeah. And, and that's why I like a lot of defensiveness from growing up and all the negative thing and always ready, you know, to defend. And so, yeah, it can just be, and if someone has grown up with a home where there's lots of love and affirmation and stuff, and I think that's where it all comes when you get married as well. If you've got all these two different <laughs> backgrounds trying to merge, and, you know, you might have grown up with a lot of positive stuff, and so what you say something, as you say, it might be correcting whether it's not bad, but this person, the other person's grown up with all this negative stuff, and so they've got all these strongholds, and, and everything they hear is getting filtered through that, and so their yeah. reaction often to you may seem out of proportion to what you've actually said, but it's because yeah, of all that. And I think the enemy likes that because he likes to energise that as well and have all this misunderstanding and whatever, and then you feel misunderstood because that's not what you were saying and the other person thinks you're just backing off and lying and it's just mm. a whole, yeah. Yeah, complex. Yes, yeah. it is complex. Mm. I like it. I, um, I just wanted to mention something that I just find really powerful, um, the story of the Israelites... Um, before they entered the land of Canaan. Um, so they sent those 12 spies out and they looked at all this good stuff and they mm. saw these giants that terrified them and they, they come back to give their report and in Numbers 13 it says, They gave Moses this account, We went into the land to which you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its f- fruit. But the people who live there are powerful and the cities are fortified <coughs> and very large. We even saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites and Amorites live in the hill country and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. So God had given them this promise that they could have this land um, and that it would be good for them. But they chose to go with their doubt and their negativity and because they had that unbelief, they that negative confession that they made settled their destiny yep. and that whole generation was wiped out and that was the power of their words. Yeah, yeah. I think we just, you know, the Bible warns us so much. I mean, those scriptures are clear, power of life and death, power of life and death, but I don't think we take it seriously enough or, or we no. even maybe hold it in our heads consciously often enough yeah, and, and you know, realise just yeah. how significant and, as you say, just that but and that was that it. Was that it. And the Joshua whole and Caleb, who said, no, 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 this is good. Yeah. Like, you and know, it, they, um, they receive their inheritance. Yeah. And it's that spoken art as well, isn't it? Yeah. Like what you're speaking art. And it just, it was just, it just came to me now thinking about even, um, you know, when Jesus was tempted by Satan and how he didn't stand and argue back and forth. He just like, it is written. written. And he spoke the word as well. And that was, you know, and we know the word of God is powerful. It's our sword. Yeah. But even that shows as well, you know, it's that spoken word. So even when you are facing um, temptation or you're in a spiritual battle, um, you need to have the word in you as well so that you can speak it out. Yeah. 
And, you know, when you're going through a hard time and you might be taking a scripture, um, the truth to counter lies and stuff, yes, it's you need to know them and have them in your heart, but it's still the powerful thing comes where you actually speak it out of your mouth and it's because of that, you know, that yeah. declaration and yeah. those words spoken out actually bring yeah. life and death. And you're not always sitting there under attack in a convenient time where you've got your Bible there and you've studied the whole context exactly. of it. Da, 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 you know, it comes that you have to know it yeah. in yourself and know what it means. So yeah. when the enemy's trying to twist it, you go, no, no, no. It is written this yeah. end. And straight away, you know, I was thinking about that the other day as well, that you don't have time if the enemy's coming to attack you to say, oh, just hold on. I know there's a scripture <laughs> about that somewhere. I've just got to go and get my course. That's not concordance. quite right, sure. <laughs> get my concordance and go and Google. look it up or whatever. Or, you know, Satan, I think you've twisted that, but I'm not sure. Um, or, even, back to you. <laughs> or even just a, a personal, like you say, having that anxiety. You know, those anxieties and things like financial worry that often hits in the middle of the night. And you might be just, your eyes can't even open to read the word, as you say, but having that scripture deposited in you, and that is what the sort of the spirit is, isn't it? It's that having that in your heart already, mm. the Holy Spirit can just bring it up. Yeah. Good. All right, so words have the power of life and death. And words also have the power to heal or to wound. So, we've, you know, we've talked a bit about this, um, about how... You know, someone can encourage you all day, but you have that one word of criticism, and that is what you take. That's what you take on. Um, so words are powerful. You know, they can cut us to the core, or they can build us up. Like, there's that rhyme, sticks and stones may break my bones, but <laughs> words will never hurt me. It's totally rubbish. <laughs> I mean, a, a bro broken bone from a stick or stone will... Proverbs 12, 18 says, Words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise bring healing. So, yeah, you know, piercing deep, it pierces you through to your heart, yeah, and then you build up walls and you. <laughs> Yeah. Cover yourself, you know. It's a hard thing to deal with, isn't it? Yeah, it's powerful. I often think about, like, say you're at work and someone, like, stuffs up and you've got that choice there to really just, like, well, duh, 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 and we just go, I can actually just encourage this person and build them up and use it to teach them and they will never do it again and I will not destroy them. Yeah. I will encourage them. <laughs> Well, I've been working on the fruit of the spirit of kindness lately. <laughs> I'm trying to. Like, I'm getting really <laughs> convicted about the, you know, the 1 Corinthians 13, the love passage, because I've always sort of gloss over that a little bit. And it's like, no, the Lord's really been dealing with me with that with the last two weeks. And um, one of the things, you know, just looking at kindness and just saying, like, you have that choice on how you're going to react. Mm. And um, we had a situation the other day where somebody... Um, took one of the vehicles and they ended up scratching it and sort of knocking off a brick off our letterbox. And it's like, so they messaged and said, you know, thanks for letting me borrow it and whatever. And But, you know, they told us what happened and sort of just like, how are we going to react? And then I said to my husband, what would we say if it was our son that said that to us? And we know, I know, we would both say, hey, don't worry about it, boy. 
things yeah. happen. Yeah. And I said, let's apply that same attitude, you know, to that person. And, and so that was really good for me because straight away I was like, yeah, you know what? And I might not have reacted like that. And yeah. I wanted, so that's really something I was trying to do to just develop my calmness. I keep thinking, you know, and even today at school, like in the last 10 minutes, they um, brought down a new kid that I'm getting a new kid. And the bane of my life is when they don't position them correctly in the type of class that they need to be in. Yeah. Because I've got a composite class. I need, you know, the younger kids need to be of a certain ability to work with the older ones. And so, again, that hasn't been done. And I was, like, starting to get a bit. And I thought, you know what? This child is coming to a new school. Imagine it was my son as mm. a little boy going. What would he feel like? And so I need to, you know, I mean, I wouldn't take it out on the kid. I'll be calm. But it's just helped me. Yeah. To really start trying to, you know, because even calmness, it's, it doesn't come naturally. Yeah. None of the fruits of spirits you have to really cultivate it. The same with like watching what we speak. And I think as well with that attitude as well, if I'm working on my attitude and my fruit of the spirit of being kind, it's going to affect what comes out of my mouth as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, something that's always struck me about um, you guys is that you've always been very kind with my husband and I when we've made mistakes. So growing up with that fearful attitude of like, if I've made a mistake, this is going to be really bad and it makes you very nervous and skittish and, you know, really fearful. So having someone who's like, you know, you've made a mistake, it happens. Um, you know, that kindness is like given us that freedom with things that to actually, you know, it stretches you and you can try things out and that if you make a mistake and it all goes horribly wrong it's not going to blow up and you know be yeah. a big ordeal it actually gives people confidence to um challenge themselves and get out of their comfort zone because you know and that came though from you know for me that was from growing up and getting into trouble for doing things mm. like even just knocking over a cup of water on the carpet and you're not haven't broken the cup or anything just getting a lot of verbal abuse all the time from that that I really made a conscious effort when I was raising my child to if he broke something or knocked something over, we would just like freeze, we don't want you to get cut, just stand there and it was always, it's alright, accidents happen, don't worry and it was, you know, directly because I had the opposite, so yeah, yeah, that's good. Mm. Um, uh, sorry. No, you're alright. Just re- looking at the... Uh, um, at one of my points, and now I can't even remember where I was going. <laughs> it was so awesome when um, I wrote it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I just um, so the devil has the ability to turn um, you know the the wounding words of other people, and if we're not guarded towards them, you know they'll then turn around and penetrate us. Mm. Um, so we need to like to we need to guard against you know the words that. You know, other people ha- may have those woundings, um, and you know the devil prods those woundings, and then they they're going to come back and put it onto us. We need to make sure that we don't allow their wounds to become our wounds. Mm. Just through and the I, words that I like what you're saying there. We need to guard. I mean, we need to guard as well who we allow to speak in and what we allow to be spoken into us, 
Yeah. And, you know, not just be this open thing to receive everything negative that comes. And that's hard and it's a conscious, isn't it, thing that yeah. you learn and you have to learn to do it. Yeah, definitely. To just be wise about who you're allowed to speak in. And some people would just speak in anyway. But, yeah, not to, to let our shield take the impact and not let it go into our hearts. Mm. Um, I like Proverbs sixteen twenty four. It says, gracious words are honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. I like that gracious because I've had to learn as I've matured like to be gracious because I would probably be a lot, I mean you might think I'm blunt now, but I was a lot blunter when I was younger and you know would just like it doesn't matter if it's right or whatever, I'll say what I'm thinking. But just over the years learning to be gracious, like do, does that need to be said? Yeah. Um, you know, what was the point in saying it was it actually necessary to say? Because sometimes it would just be, well, I'm just going to say it anyway, more, you know. I'm an honest person. Like, yeah, yeah. If it's not going to achieve anything and there's no point, sometimes it's not a place to say it. It doesn't have to be said. Yeah, I think that's important because sometimes, you know, we can just, I just want to get it off my chest. I'm an honest person, so you just blurt things out. But mm -hmm. maturity is going, well, is that really the right thing to say right now? There's a difference you know like being assertive and just yeah. you know blundering in and hurting people just for um, unnecessary yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so just and, be and, wise you, and you might not even realize saying. it might not be all oh, I don't care for her you might not realize that often in your maturity you don't but you're just not always thinking about what you're saying you just say it and it's only later you sort of yeah realize and you know I've learned that um, that scripture love covers over an offense I mean, I'd often want to, like, say something back or point out, but it's like, no, you know what? doesn't matter. I can be more mature and just keep quiet. And, and that scripture's really gained meaning for me as I just, you know, see it like that, that, you know, I don't have to always say something back. Even though it might feel like I am always saying something back, I actually hold a lot back. <laughs> <laughs> um, what you were saying, Stacey, reminded me that when I... I was sort of taught that um, emotions and sort of sensitivity was like like that. It was it was more basically it was weak, um, and I've been very conscious with our oldest son who he is he's like he's quite sensitive and thoughtful, and we want to train him that God made him that way and that is an actual strength. He's he's sensitive and, and thoughtful, and that's a strength God gave him. And there are times you know when he is struggling with complaining or negativity I, I want to stand there and go don't be so sensitive but I'm like trying no don't say it like that because that's teaching him that sensitivity is the wrong thing I've got to deal with the complaining you know and a, a negative attitude but I'm trying to be very conscious about my words because I want to I want to teach him that you know that's a strength that God's given him um so that's yeah just so it's really just working out how to rephrase it, isn't yeah. it? Like as you say, like I said earlier, that criticism, like maybe saying, um, you know, oh, let me show you how to do that. That's not right. Or no, you don't do it like this. Let's do it like that. And you might think you're encouraging and teaching, but if a child's hearing that all, all the, the time, time. no, that's not right. how you do it. <laughs> yeah. That's not how you do it. And I, and I know I think um you know I've mentioned before like I would have said things that I thought were encouraging, and then find out later well no hang on that you're just being critical all the time and I'll be like what I thought I was so you know and it's just the way you saying it like that message so it's to say the same like oh that's great um 
good way of doing it. I haven't thought of doing it like that. Let me show you how I do it. And, you know, we can yeah. do it together and we can try your way and my way. Or, you know, just something. And it really would have to be a conscious habit, wouldn't it, of just rephrasing those things. Yeah. That you can still bring correction and teach and whatever, but just in such a way that they're still going to feel affirmed. They're not going <coughs> to feel that everything I do is wrong. Yeah, trying to not be rash with your words, but yeah. think it through. And, I mean, it's you just don't realise as a parent... Um, years and years and years of that where you might just think and you don't even know and you think you're speaking positively and you know someone just hearing that for years and years and years it actually is can be a negative for them mm. Mm. righty let's Casey's got the great opportunity though hasn't she to just learn from so all this and be wise and so just to it's from day dot yeah <laughs> I wish exactly. I could go back I wish, in time. <laughs> I'll try it better next time right now with my grandchild. <laughs> Alright, let's start um, just going through the limitations of words. So, words cannot substitute for deeds. Proverbs 14 verse 23 says, In all labour there is profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. I like this scripture. Yeah. You know, it's pretty easy in the heat of the moment when you're really excited about something to be like, yes, I will do that. Yeah, but you promise. S- yeah, <laughs> you see what you're made of um, the next day when you wake up and you realize it's going to take time and effort and it's going to cost you. Yeah, yeah. there's um, a big difference about talking what you're going to do and saying, yeah, I'll do it and actually, actually doing yeah. it. And, yeah. and I like, I mean, we've got a lot of just um, English expressions that you know tie into this like the, the one that came to mind was all words and no action <laughs> um, put your money where your mouth is you know yeah. and so again it's talking about don't commit to doing things or promise and then not come through yeah and and it's also important because we want to be people of integrity you know we represent yeah. Christ and we want to be seen as people of integrity so really do, do people can they take you at your word can they rely on your word you know, I, I've got someone I know that will always tell me that they're going to be at a certain thing and, like, I've just learnt to know that Greatest they're not going to be there. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. so that's it's always I'll wait and see when it yeah, happens. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. And that it's hard because you don't actually trust the person. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. You, know, you trust dwindles over time because yeah. it's a consistent thing of, oh, exactly. they don't turn up. So. Mm. Well, and then that's I, the thing. If you can't trust someone with the simple thing of, I will be there when I, I say, I'll, I'll be, be there. there. I'm not yeah. going to trust you with something bigger than that. Exactly, exactly. And then I have to deal with all my thinking and my attitude, or am I being cynical? <coughs> and it's not. It's like you say, it's experience. You see that... They keep saying it and they don't and whatever. So, yeah. And so we have to be really careful of that. Um, I like Proverbs 26, verse 23 to 26. It says, Like a coating of silver dross on earthenware of fervent lips with an evil heart. Enemies disguise themselves with their lips, but in their hearts they harbor deceit. Through this, oh, sorry, though their speech is charming, do not believe them, for seven abominations fill their hearts. Their malice may be concealed by deception, but their wickedness will be exposed in the assembly. <laughs> so you're laughing because you're thinking of Jezebel again, aren't you? <laughs> so a wise person, they can't alter the facts, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, words cannot alter the facts. You know, people oh, try to... Oh, sorry, girls. Is that why you're laughing at me? Because I just jumped onto no, the No, I'm laughing because of the scripture. It's just like, so... It's funny but, but, because, like, people who don't believe in God, they think they read the Bible and like, oh, it's so out of date, blah, blah, blah. And, like, yeah. you read it and you're like, 
I see this in life yes, happening uh, every day. <laughs> I mean, I love that coating of silver dross. Um, that was a cheap substance that they used to cover clay to make pottery, so to make it look different to what it was. So it was a false deceptive exterior, and that just ties in as well with, you know, what people, what's coming out of their mouth um, doesn't, as you say, alter the facts. So they might be presenting one way yeah. from what's coming out of their mouths, but it's not the truth. And it ties in with what Jesus said to the Pharisees. In Luke eleven thirty nine, then Jesus said to him, Now they knew Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside oh sorry, now they knew Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. And so he's talking about their heart attitude, and that's what that verse talks about as well. Fervent lips with an evil heart. So you might be saying things and promising, um, but yeah, it's deceptive. And and that's a big characteristic of a Jezebel. Covers with false, deceptive, totally charming exterior. Master at that, but inside it's a very different story. Yeah. At the end of the day, the words don't cover up our sin or the state of our heart. It's yeah. all going to come out to light one way or another. And I mean just what you say in the state of our heart. And, and once they're pushed and pressured, what comes out of your mouth is the overflow. What's in your yeah, heart? That's, that's, yeah, that's where you see your character, isn't it? In that in a tense, difficult situation, yeah. what comes out, then you go, oh, well, I need a bit of work on that area. Yeah. <laughs> and people are always, before that, they're like, oh, that's not me, That I'm not that type of person. And yeah. then they put through the fire, and then you're like, well, really? <laughs> really are, you are you sure? <laughs> yeah. I've always found it very telling that, um, you know, the most vocal people about how awesome our church is, how awesome, you know, you guys are, um, how amazing the teaching is, how much they want to help out the most vocal people. They are the first ones out the door. That's right. When hard yeah. times strike. And we've learned not to trust that either. Jeremiah 9.8 talks about this as well. It says, The tongue is a deadly arrow. It speaks deceitfully. With their mouths they all speak cordially to their neighbours, but in their hearts they set traps for them. And that's what, we was, that's what this point is. Words cannot alter the facts who you are inside. Yes, that's interesting. Hmm. Well, okay. on that cheery note. <laughs> <laughs> and we Proverbs six sixteen to 19, the things that God hates and a lot of them come out of the mouth. Yep. All right, well, that's it from us. Hope you enjoyed that. Please get into the scripture yourself. Um, you can see what we're talking about and just get into the richness of God's word. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can pop onto our website, www.life-house.net, and we'll, well, you'll hear us next time. <laughs> <laughs>